Living your life as both a spiritual teacher and spiritual student is not about learning or becoming anything. It's about remembering and living as the truth you are. With deep conviction and enthusiasm, Reverend Randy Thickey guides and encourages others to go within to their intimate space to find their infinite truth. Welcome to I Am Spirit Creating. Put a little love in your heart. I think that that describes Unity Southeast better than any word or any phrase that I know. Put a little love in your heart. Um, it has been quite a week. And I believe that if you allow spirit to lead you, it will always lead you to the right places at the right time, to the right people. And this is the last week for our coat drive, and so you won't be hearing about it the next few weeks. Um, this is it. We have spent the last eight weeks making sure that homeless encampments and halfway houses and people within the community and elementary schools and anyone and everyone who has a need has had a chance to have it filled. And I wish we were continuing it on. It was a lot of work. And so for on one hand, I'm glad it's over because we've done it. We can find something else to do, and believe me, I'll figure out what it is, and we'll be doing it. Um, but I made a statement that what we're doing will not only change lives, but it could save lives. And so on Friday night, I had a garage full of coats and a back seat full of coats and a front seat full of coats, and so... Michelle and I decided to get an early start and bring coats to the church because we knew we wouldn't get it all in one trip. And as we pulled up to the church, we noticed a gentleman sitting outside and he was practically face down on the ice. And we said, are you okay? And he just kind of looked at us. Are you okay? He just kind of looked at us. And we finally said, let's get you inside. So between Michelle and I, we helped him up and helped him through the doors. And sat down and our goal was just to come in drop off some coats and leave but we realized that it wasn't going to be that kind of night um, we gave him socks and gloves and shoes and he just sat there astonished looking at us and so not thinking it through I said well go ahead and put them on there's no sense in you staying in wet socks and wet shoes go ahead and put them on and he looked at me and said I will and five or ten minutes passed and I said well let's go ahead and get those socks and shoes on and let's get you in some warm gloves and he just kind of looked at me and he said I will and finally after not paying attention and not looking at every clue that was being handed to me I said what's wrong he said I'd love to put them on but I can't move my hands are frozen my feet are frozen I can't bend down so he sat in a chair and I realized that this was bigger than me. And so we got the rest of the stuff out of the car and we put him in the car and we took him to the emergency room at Research <coughs> Medical Center. And it was astonishing because we walked in the door, Michelle on one side and me on the other, and there was an emergency room full of people, but the lady behind the counter, I walked up and said, hey, I need some help. And she says, I can tell. Just bring them straight back. 
So he didn't have to get in line. They never asked his name. They never asked if he had insurance. They never asked who he was. The first thing they asked was, can you take those clothes off? Can we help you so we can put you in warm things? And so I realized he was in good hands because they hadn't asked him any questions. The only thing they asked him is, can we get these clothes off you? And they started taking all of his clothes off and started helping him. They finally turned to me and said, are you family? And I didn't know how to answer that question because in that moment I really felt like family to him. But I said, no, I'm just the minister at Unity Southeast. And she said, thank you, God. We hear so many great things about you. Now I get to see you in action. So I want to thank this community because those socks, those shoes, those gloves were picked up by so many people who were here. And so I am honored to know that the work we do is saving lives. I wish I would have learned it in a different way because I don't wish what was going on with him on anyone, not even to prove a point to me. So I'm here to ask you, I'm here to implore you, I'm here to tell you that sometimes doing something small isn't enough. Sometimes doing something grandiose may be too much. What if you just sat down and said, how can I serve you? What is it that you needed? He didn't need me to hand him socks, gloves, and coats if he couldn't put them on. He needed me to put them on for him or take him someplace where they can put them on for them. So the next time you're out in the community, the next time you're dealing with a neighbor, the next time that phone rings and it's your brother, your sister, your mother, your neighbor, or whoever, I would like you just to stop for a moment and say, you know what? This may seem like a weird question, but how can I serve you today? How can I be with you today? How can I make a difference in your life? Because I think what the world needs is more of that. And I believe that that is putting a little love in your heart. So let's do that, okay? Is that fair? Can we all agree to maybe do something for someone today besides ourselves? Okay. Today is the 19th of January, and our word for the day is faith. Filled with positive expectations, I expect only good. Can you say that with me? Filled with positive expectations, I expect only good. One more time. Filled with positive expectations, I expect only good. Unity Minister Eric Butterworth writes in Spiritual Economics, you did not receive what you want. You did not receive what you prayed for. Not even what you say unless you have faith in it. You will always receive what you actually expect. Let me say that again. You will not receive what you want. You will not even receive what you pray for. You will only receive what you expect. So when you have a want, expect it to be so. When you have a prayer, expect it to be answered. Because sometimes the word faith means knowing that seeing is not believing and that believing is seeing. Each morning, even when the clouds cover the sky, I expect the sun to rise. When I drift to sleep at night, I expect to awaken refreshed in the morning. When I express the desires of my heart in prayer, my expectations, limited or not, are to expect good. My expectations, whether limited or not, 
are to expect good. I happened to be with a group of people the other day, and they said, okay, well, what's the difference between hope and faith? I said, faith is setting your alarm clock because that means you think you'll be around to wake up in the morning. Hope is hoping the electricity doesn't go out in the middle of the night. But one is a prediction and a preparation for what's coming next. I'm here to tell you that tomorrow is not guaranteed for all of us, but yet we set the alarm clock, faithing it will be so. So every day we faith our lives into existence. We faith our truth into what's going to be next for us. So I implore you today to live your life in faith and allow hope to take care of itself. Because hope are those things that you want but you can't control. Faith are those things that you want that you may not be able to control but you expect it anyway. Our scripture today comes from Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Do not be afraid, little flock. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And I'm going to say it in a different way, not because I feel like the Bible didn't say it correctly, but I just feel like for me I need to hear it differently. And if you need to hear it differently, I invite you to come up with a phrase that works for you. But for me, what works is do not be afraid. All the answers are within you. Do not be afraid. All the answers are within you. So today, I encourage you to start asking the right questions. Who am I here to be? Why am I here to be? Where am I supposed to be? And the most important one is where am I right now? Because right now is the only thing you have complete control of. Right now your life can change on a dime. Right now the truth resides within you. You are holy, 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 full. And yes, I know that I am holy, 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 but there have been many times in my life I didn't feel that way. There have been many times in my life that I felt like, why am I even here? Why should I even continue? There were many times in my life that I was simply believing I wasn't enough. But by the grace of God, but by the grace of God, that moment did pass. And I stand here today claiming my truth. Even when I was in the valley, I was still holy holy, holy. You see, when we're on the mountaintop, it's so easy to proclaim 
who and what we are, but sometimes when we're in the valley, sometimes when the waves are crashing in, sometimes when the way just simply doesn't make sense anymore, we must find grace to get us through. Grace is that power, that knowing, that understanding that this too shall pass. Grace is that power, that knowing, that understanding that I've survived 100% of my days and most likely I'll survive this too. So I don't know about you and I don't know where you stand today. But if you don't feel like you're holy, 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 then simply claim it by the grace of God, by the grace of love, by the grace of truth, by the grace of you. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10 says, But by the grace of God I am what I am, and God's grace towards me is not in vain, I worked harder than any one of them and thought that at points I was not. But by the grace of God, I know who I am. To me, that just sums it all up. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Can you say that for me? But by the grace of God, I am that I am. And see, what I love about this statement is depending on what Bible you look at in the King James Version it says by the grace of God I am what I am and in the NIV it says I am what I am but in several other versions of the Bible it says I am that I am and for me the best description that I can give to that one power, that one presence, that one truth, that God, that Allah, that Buddha, that whatever name you give it, energy, principle, love, light, is that which I am. And so I like the phrase, by the grace of God I am what I am, but then I have to ask myself what I am. And so I like to always say I am that I am because when I think about that one presence and that one power, I am that. I am not what it is. I am that it is. And that, I believe, is for me the simplest way to claim my truth. As a matter of fact, when I'm having difficulties in meditation and I just keep getting these words and these thoughts and these ideas that bombard me that says, not today, Randy, we're not meditating today. My mantra has been for almost three and a half years, I am that I am. I am that I am. Breathe in, breathe out. I am that I am. I am that I am. Nothing is impossible through the grace of God. So this too, this moment, this thought, this meditation, this truth, it will pass. But I am that I am. And I ask you to be at least open to the idea, if you're not already, that you are that I am as well. Because if there's one presence and one power, we cannot be separated from it. 
Therefore, I am you, and you are me, and we are one, whether you like it or not. So, in looking at the scriptures and trying to find more on faith, what I found was this phrase. Let your conversations be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. The entire scripture starts earlier in Colossians chapter 4, 2 through 6 says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I have been imprisoned, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak to myself and how I ought to speak to others. Let your speech be gracious and seasoned with salt so that you too may know how to answer everyone. I stumbled with this. Everyone. I'm going to know how to answer Glenda and I'm going to know how to answer Phyllis and I'm going to know how to answer Eric and I'm going to know how to answer the call outside the door when the man is freezing and I'm going to know how to answer that person that says, can you help me? But the one piece that I was missing, the most valuable piece is that I too am part of everyone. So therefore, I'm also learning how to answer myself. I too am learning how to answer and take account for and take comfort in my needs and my wants and my desires and my trials and my tribulations and my truths and my falsehoods and my past and my hopes for the future. I too will know how to answer myself right here, right now for the word and the power of the Christ within runs through me. And everything I need is available to me by the grace of God. It is that knowing that I always have everything I need and I can count on it that grace lives. So wherever you're at, whatever you've got going on in your life, know that grace lives. And that grace lives within you. And you have the power within you to ask and to answer every question. For not only everyone, but for yourself as well. But by the grace of God. But by the grace of love. But by the grace of you and by the grace of me. What if it could all change in a moment? What if today is the day you begin to believe again? What if today is the day that you begin to believe at a deeper and higher and more knowable level? What if today was the day that you finally realized that every set of eyes you look into are the eyes of you? What if today was the day you realized that every persecution, every judgment, every was really 
a loss of content within you. Because I'm here to tell you that, yes, you don't have to like everyone, but you have to love everyone. And sometimes loving people means distancing yourself from them, but it doesn't mean you love them any less. Sometimes loving your neighbor means stay on your side of the fence and I'll stay on mine. But if I hear you scream in the middle of the night, I'm coming over. But if I see your kid wandering in the street, I'm going to run out and stop him. But if I see that the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you can no longer lift it anymore, regardless of what we once had, I will be there to lift you up and lift it off you. That's what grace looks like, and that's how we as humans express grace. In our meditation this morning, I said, don't forget, you are spiritual beings having a human life or a human existence, not human beings having a spiritual one. Remember where you started. If you are the Alpha and the Omega, it began long before this moment. And it will end long after this moment. You will be in the beginning and you will be in the end. The question is, what did you do in between? Because that's what grace looks like. Grace is standing in the doorway and saying, you know what, this coat looks like it would be about your size. Let me help you try it on. Grace looks like opening the door at a restaurant or at a grocery store and not expecting someone to say thank you, but being happy when they do. Because if you're doing it for the thank you, you're not doing it in grace. We had this experience. We went to the rep, the Missouri rep. And this gentleman was standing at the door and I was having a conversation with Bella and I was having a conversation with Michelle and we walked right through and I forgot to say thank you. To be honest with you, I didn't even realize he was holding the door because I was so engrossed in my own little world that I didn't see it. But I kid you not, we had left the building and gone into the parking lot and I hear someone screaming, Hey, hey, you, wait. So I'm thinking I dropped something, I lost something, he has my jacket, I'm missing my wallet, maybe he has my keys. And so I stop and turn around and say, yes, what is it? He says, did you not realize that I held the door for you and you did not say thank you? I'm talking about we were at least two blocks away from the door he held open. <laughs> True? And I felt so bad and I said, sir, I just didn't realize it. I didn't see you. He says, yes, you were trapped in your own little world. <laughs> and I wanted to respond and now you're trapped in yours. But I didn't, by the grace of God. Because <laughs> there was lots of things I wanted to say in that moment. Because I appreciated the reminder that he exists and I should have saw him. But I didn't enjoy the reminder in front of my 11-year-old daughter that I'm trying to be a good, responsible adult for. And so Bella said, what was wrong with him? And I said, absolutely nothing and absolutely everything. <laughs> because we're human, but we're spiritual beings. But we can't beat ourselves up every time we make a mistake. We can't beat ourselves up every time we make a wrong choice. We can't beat ourselves up every time we didn't live up to somebody else's expectations. 
We have to ask ourselves, am I doing the best I can in this moment now? And that's got to be good enough. And that's got to be good enough. So let yourself off the hook. We spend so much of our day trying to figure out who we might have harmed or what we might have said or when we weren't enough. So let's just spend the next few minutes telling ourselves that we are enough and that we're doing the best we can and that the next moment is a chance for us to rise higher and the last moment is way gone and out of our control. That doesn't mean you don't go back and make amends if you know you've harmed somebody. But you've got to make the amends to free yourself, not to free them. So what are you holding on to? Who are you choosing to be? And if you feel like you don't have the power to make that decision now, I hope you find it soon. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. What's our lesson today? Grace. Who have you come here to be? Grace. How will you make it to the next moment? Grace. And if you can't do it alone, do it by the grace of God.